Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson, joined, of course, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. Um, I just want to say, if someone else wants me to say something different, because this is getting old real quick. <laughs> Someone wants me to say something different, please. I'm up for subjection. <laughs> we have a routine. Uh, this is. I say hello. You say hello back. That's the. That's how this works. Welcome. I don't know, I don't, anything. Please, <laughs> Welcome. Anything. Salutations, greetings. <laughs> Salutations and greetings. <laughs> Anywho, to my oh dear, it's got creepy really fast. <laughs> Today's discussion topic Friday. And yes, Jacob and I are dressed very differently, which we just noticed in the pre-show just moments before we started recording. Um, so, you know, that's yeah. that's the thing. I, I, don't, think, I don't think Boots understands what casual Fridays are. <laughs> I was I was playing at an event um, with my church last night, and I had my suit on me because I'm at a different location. So I just grabbed what I had nearby, and this was what I had, so... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, today, as we teased a little bit on our Wednesday episode, um, is discussion topic Jeez. Friday, and we are teased. You what? you outright said what it was. Well, I didn't give like that's a not a tease. Play. That is a teaser a announcement. <laughs> I still say it's a teaser because it's just a little taste of what we're talking about. We're talking about our top five favorite books as a show. That's all that we're talking about. Yes, that's... Okay, you clearly have a problem with my choice of words. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That's all we're talking about. Crying out yeah. loud. Oh, man. So, this is uh, collectively our show's top five favorite books right now, presently. Although, there's there's details because... We may have to them, come out with a part two. We might have to within Later a year on, because... change. Our tastes change, like, all the time, and we find new books all the time. Like, as a for instance, my top favorite book was just topped about a month ago by another book that I'm going to be talking about today. So, yeah, things happen. You find new books, and things get shuffled around. So, anywho. Um, also to be mentioned, as a sort of sort of disclaimer, in a sense, mm -hmm. and I, I think you would agree with me, Bruce, let me know if you don't. Um, these top five are not necessarily in sequential order in the sense that our Mine top are. one is our, our <laughs> most favorite. Uh, okay. Even you were saying, though, you can't, you had a hard time trying to rank these. It was hard, but I did all the work of them are rank them. on a very, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> but no, I, I, I agree. I agree. We, we like all of these books equally. Um, to varying degrees, meaning not quite equally. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, they're all great books. These are just kind of our sequential list um, of the ones we like. So here we go. Before we get into that, though, we have to talk about our verse of the week. If you missed our Monday and Wednesday episodes, go back and check those out because we went into a lot more detail on these verses then in those episodes. But uh, our verse collection of verses our passage this week is john chapter chapter 12 verses 30 through 32 which says jesus answered this voice has come for your sake not mine 
now is the judgment of this world, and now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And again, that's John chapter 12, verses 30 through 32. So again, if you missed our previous two episodes this week, check those out for more in-depth commentary and our perspectives and our interpretations of this verse and um, the surrounding verses. Jake did a wonderful job on Wednesday talking about uh, the verses preceding this. I talked a little bit, the context, very important. Uh, I talked about a little bit on Monday about um, how Satan is not the ruler of this world. Satan is not the God of this world. He has been bound. And this verse demonstrates that very clearly. So today, I just want to reiterate some of those same ideas as well. Um, because this should be encouraging. A lot of what we're going to talk about today, a lot of our top favorite books are encouraging books. Yes, they talk about strife. Yes, they talk about battles and wars. But in reality, if we're viewing things from a biblical perspective, the war has been fought and won. Christ won the war. What we are in the middle of now are not even battles, they're skirmishes. <laughs> Doug Wilson likes to call them mopping up exercises. Because Christ gives us the timeline in this verse and tells us that the ruler of this world, who was the ruler of this world, past tense, is now thrown out. He's cast out. He's bound. How can one uh, break into a house and plunder someone's goods unless he first uh, uh, binds the strong man, which is what Christ came to do. He bound the strong man, and he's taken his stuff. So this verse is a very encouraging verse, much like a lot of the books we're going to be discussing today. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Check out our other episodes for more information on that and our further commentary. By the way, we have a website, trdshow.net. Um, ton of cool stuff on there. We got links to all the platforms we're on. Haven't mentioned it in a while, but check it out, trdshow.net. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, Gab, Instagram, all sorts of different places, um, please do that. As you know, we're not on YouTube right now, and I don't know if we're going to be in the future. We're, we still have to have that discussion whether we're actually going to go back on when they let us back on. Um, but YouTube has kicked us off at least five different times, so um, don't follow us there. Please, we beg of you, don't. Please follow us on Rumble <laughs> and Gab TV or podcast platforms of your choice. Please, not YouTube. You can find all those platforms on our website, trdshow.net, and send us an email, trdshow at protimemail.com. Love to hear from you. Okay. Let's get into this. This is an episode um, we thought we'd put together because our show is kind of centered around three different things. Well, <laughs> centered around Christ, first and foremost, but you're listening to the show, that should be obvious. Three things. Uh, current events, uh, literature, and a Christian worldview. Discussing so many different parts of the Christian worldview and what the Bible has to say about all of life. So... We've talked about uh, literature ever since the beginning of this show. We have been reading books avidly on this show. Uh, at least once a week, we are going through a chapter in a book. Um, and Jake and I both read lots of other books in our free time. Um, if we don't physically read them, we listen to the audiobooks uh, when we're on drives or walks or whatever. Because well, audiobooks for me. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I am not, and, and this is... For those that don't know me, I am not as much a book reader as Bruce is. 
but audiobooks i'm okay that's with. okay i like audiobooks yeah i like stories i like i do like stories i do like that type of stuff um nice. but yeah. i am not i'm not a person who can sit down and read for extended periods of time i <laughs> i don't know i find it boring <laughs> oh man you're gonna one day in a few years you're gonna change your mind and you're gonna get captivated by a book and it's gonna it's gonna change your world um but yes so anyways we we both enjoy reading whether that's listening or physically reading books i mean i love reading books it's something that i've just always loved to do um and so we figured hey our show is centered around literature and biblical worldview why don't we combine the two and talk about our top five favorite books so here we go um my first pick book number one top of the list absolute favorite right now someone asked me hey what book do you think i should read if you are looking for a book that that describes a an extremely positive vision of the future that shows the growth of christendom that gives you an outlook on the future of this world and a very positive outlook on the future of this world not a pessimistic one then I would highly recommend Heaven Misplaced by Douglas Wilson. One of my top, top favorite books right now. I just discovered it like a month and a half ago. Listened to the audiobook two or three times. I'm reading through it. Um, but this is, it's a small book, as you can see, very small book. But um, there's so much here. So, so much um, it involved. Is, it is a decent read, though. Like, it, <laughs> it's, and, and I'm, it I'm saying small. that in the sense, in the sense of like, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not like you're done with it in like 30 seconds. Um, yeah, no, no. You're, this it, it does take a good a bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's good. Worth it. It's very good. And the, the subtitle is Christ's Kingdom on Earth. And it's so cool. It just, let me read some of the chapter headers. Uh, chapter headers. Um, On the Mountain of the Lord, Heaven Misplaced, What Abraham Saw. Hope incarnate and exorable love. I think inexorable love chapter five is probably one of my absolute favorite chapters. Um, I won't spoil it, but it, the way that Doug Wilson poetically describes the victory of Christ in that chapter is just, there's nothing like it. It's, it's a great chapter to read. Uh, the strong man bound what the angel said at the name of Jesus. Therefore go all ends of the earth, learning to read the promises. Um, so, so much here. And the cool thing about this book is that, Doug Wilson has a lot of very theologically heavy books. You know, hey, I have this deep theological question about this specific verse. Uh, what does it mean? Well, great. I can put you on to so many of his other books that he's written on, on that. But if you were someone who's not so much in, interested in the deep theological ramifications and getting in the weeds and like, well, what about the seventh year of the sixth advent within the middle of the, the you know, like if you're trying to figure out what are the seven bowl, the sixth, bowl of plagues how did that refer back to the, this particular sacrifice and what did that relate to uh history and israel's history at this time if you're trying to figure all that out this is not the book for you but if you're not really particularly interested in all that and you just want to understand this thing called post-millennialism <laughs> or what the bible says about hope for the future this is the best book in my opinion right now for reading that going through all that and speaking of hope of the future i will move on to a second uh well, well our second we're going our second um 
and really I, I picked this one because we're, we're yeah. going back and forth if if you don't notice that we are going back and forth um so really this is one of my favorites but i think bruce will definitely agree uh with this choice but the second favorite is horse and his boy by c.s lewis um and sort of if you haven't read the chronicles of narnia uh this one is right after the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, which everybody should know uh, because yeah. they made a movie about it, even though the movie is nothing like the book. Um, I wouldn't say nothing. It's similar. It's, okay, it's similar. A lot of ways. It is. It is. Um, there, there are some adaptations that I don't quite care for <laughs> uh, that yeah. the book brings out, but the movie doesn't. Whatever. Moving See, on. that's how you know if but, you're a true book reader or not. If you hate the movie version, mm-hmm. you're a true book reader. So, I don't welcome to the club, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in Horse and His Boy, let me briefly bring up the plot. Uh, and I was saying to Bruce in the pre-show that this book is very Joseph story-esque. In, in the Bible, the story of Joseph. Hopefully everybody knows that as well. Uh, I would think our audience would. But this this is very Joseph esque, and you have this this uh, boy who whose name is Shasta, and he is found in a in a place in Narnia. So also this book really brings out the world of Narnia. In the first first two books, you have the, the magi- magician is nephew, the magician's nephew. There we go, and then the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And then this one. But in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and The Magician's Nephew, you don't have as much world building that the that the horse and his boy does. Um, and it is very interesting. It takes place. So when I guess I'm going to go into the overall story. Uh, but when you. No spoilers. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll try not to do too much. But when you go through the story of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, kind of in timeline order, when when Lucy and Edmund and Susan and uh, Peter, when they are the high kings, uh, well, when Peter is the high king and all of them are kings and queens of Narnia, then during that time, then there's a period of time in which they've grown older and then they go back to the real world, uh, out of Narnia and into the real world. But during the time that they are the high kings and queens, you have the story of the horse and his boy. The, and, and that's when this sort of takes place, is in between, in, in that in-between time. Um, but the overall thing in which I want to bring out in this is it is a story of victory. Um, it is a story of optimism. Uh, in, in all of C.S. Lewis's Optimal. Chronicle. In, uh-huh. Yeah. And, and in the Chronicles of Narnia, you have, in every single book, you have a victorious ending to it. Um, in Horse and His Boy, uh, you have, well, actually, I don't want to spoil it. However, it is a very optimistic <laughs> ending. Hopefully, just believe me on that. It will ruin the story if I tell you exactly how so. Um, but I shall pass it to Bruce for number three. Yay! Nice. Um, all right. So, my third, our third collectively, favorite book 
And this book I will still recommend to anybody who's asking for a little bit of a deeper theological understanding of a lot of these sorts of things, um, especially an optimistic view of the future, what the Bible says about the kingdom of God, all of those sorts of things, how to interpret the book of Revelation. What the heck does all of this mean? Um, Paradise Restored by David Chilton. Probably, this used to be my absolute top favorite book, and then I found Heaven Misplaced. This is still a very, very close second. So um, Paradise Restored by David Chilton, tremendous book. Highly recommend you check it out if you're looking for a lot more of the theological understandings. Now, what's also really cool about this book is that he doesn't go super duper into all the weeds. He spends one chapter digging into like, hey, what does 666 mean? <laughs> Hint, it was Nero. Um, what does the, the mark, the, the buy and sell? <clears throat> Hint, it was actually in Rome and you had to take a mark to buy and sell anything within the country of Rome. All of that is in this book. is tremendous. It's a great book for all of this. Um, but he only spends one chapter going over that. What can you guess what he spends the rest of the chapter talking about? He resets the book of Revelation, not as a, a book of despair, but as what John himself, when he wrote the book, inspired by God, said the book was for. Hope. John says this is a book of hope. Revelation is not a book of despair and doom and gloom of the future. It is a book of hope. And so David Chilton does a wonderful job resetting and reframing the book of Revelation as a book of hope rather than a book of despair. And that's why it's called Paradise Restored, as opposed to Paradise Lost. This is against that idea, because it's talking about a biblical theology of dominion. And how do uh, we take dominion properly? I think what he's trying to set up is Paradise Lost is a is a, a work by... Oh, I don't know exactly the guy's name. I forget it right now. It was on the tip of my tongue before, but whatever. Um, Paradise Resort was giving an account or a story of uh, the fall of Paradise Adam Lost. and Eve, the creation, right, the par Paradise Lost, and showing the fall. And so I think what he's trying to set up is Paradise Then Restored. So you have mm -hmm. Paradise Lost, and then now you have Paradise Restored. restored. Yep. So yep. I think it's a very cool play on words. I, I really yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Sweet. Take it away. What's, uh, what's right. number number four? Four. So number four is Angels in the Architecture. And this one is by Doug Wilson and Douglas Jones. And if people are currently watching, watching our show, you will know this is our most recent book that we are going through. And I especially love these uh, last two chapters that we have gone over talking about celebration and joy from a biblical perspective and what that is and how against against our current modernity pietism, uh, the pietism that we think is Christian but really isn't. Um, and so I think it is very interesting the things that they bring up. And talking about medieval Christianity and how this is a, an ethic that we need to get back to instead of saying, instead of throwing it away as being something that is old and we shouldn't even care about it. Yep. So a very amazing book that we should all be reading. Uh, so I'll pass <laughs> it. it out. That was very quick, but we're running out of time. So I'm going to pass yeah, it no, that's... to Bruce. So. That's fine. And we're going kind of quickly. I know we're on like book four or book five already, but that's because we've got 
a ton of honorable mentions. So mm. <laughs> that's going to be uh, quite a few minutes of those as well. But um, <laughs> my, my next book, book number five, is actually a series, a uh, five-parter. This is book five of the series, and they are all this thick. <laughs> um, this is not a small series, um, but it is a tremendous series. I've read through it two or three times now in the past three years alone. Um, it's fiction, but what's fascinating is it's written, it's not overtly from a biblical perspective, but the undertones of a biblical worldview are just phenomenal through this whole book. Um, there's battles, there's what's the name dragons, of there's creatures. It's, um, Binding of the Blade. It's the Binding of the Blade series. Thank you, Jake. I forgot that I, there's people <laughs> listening that can't see the book. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah it's by L.B. Graham. And it's the Binding of the Blade series. Thank you so much for that, Jake. <laughs> Reminder. This, the, well, the fifth I book was... is called All My Holy Mountain. Mm. I was wondering if I could do a series as well, but I decided against it because I oh, would have said the entire Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. But, you could have done that. You could have done that. Um, so. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're, I'll, I will put that in my honorable mentions, though. Right. So. Yep. Yeah, well, this this series is really cool, and I particularly love the last book. You know, the whole thing, I, I don't want to spoil it, because let me just say that this guy is not attached to characters. Any character could die at any minute, and you have to be prepared, you have to be prepared for that, um, which is what I love about it, because it's so real. It's like, there is no main character protection in this book, <laughs> in this series, <laughs> uh, so buckle up. Um but it's just, it's tremendous. The last book, what happens at the end, is so reminiscent of the biblical idea of a new heavens and a new earth. In, in fact, the, the last chapter is them taking all of their swords and all of their weapons of war and literally smelting them into plowshares. That's last chapter of this book. Um, they're on the, the new book? heavens and the new earth. Yeah, this is the final book. Mm. Yep. It's tremendously written and it gets across a hopeful view of the future through all of the wars all of the battles it all comes together and you realize uh it's called god is called all, all father in this book but you realize everything was planned everything comes together in one final battle that was all planned and it looks disastrous but in much the same way that Satan, one little word will fell him. That's kind of how it goes in this book too. So it's fascinating. It's a wonderful read during this series. Um, so highly recommend you check it out. Um, yeah. So those are our top, those are our top five books. Um, we highly recommend you checking out all of those top five series or, or two series thrown in there as well. Cause we just couldn't help ourselves apparently. Um, <laughs> But we also have a huge, huge list of honorable mentions, and um, we, of course, have to mention those. So, Jake, did you say you had a few? Do you want to go, like, one and one, have, or do I you want to list all of yours? One, but I think, okay. I think we'll, we'll combine our two honorable mentions. Okay. But I will go over mine. Um, oh. And really, the reason, first of all, my number one honorable mention has to be the Chronicles of Narnia. I know I did put it as my number two, but <laughs> however, I do think I want to specifically highlight um, 
these two books, right, in that Chronicles of Narnia. And I, I did, the first one is The Horse and His Boy. So that was the second favorite. However, the other one that I want to mention is The Silver Chair by mm. C.S. Lewis. Um, and it is so good. And, and if you don't notice that these two books are kind of the ones taken out of the main story, like they're kind of almost like what's going on kind of behind the scenes in a sense. Um, more so Horse and His Boy than Silver Chair. Silver Chair is kind of like the introduction of new characters in a sense. Um, but still amazing. Uh, if you were at the last Fight Left Feast, um, Toby Sumter in his speech pulled out a ton of quotes mm, from Silver quotes, Chair. Yeah. And, and they were just... Wait, wasn't that from Horse and His Boy? Mm-mm. That was from Silver Chair. Uh, about, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. So it, it is so good, especially, especially the ending. So you, I was saying before that, um, that C.S. Lewis in the Chronicles of Narnia, each book ends in a very, um, joyful and victorious way. This one of any of them ends very victorious and it is so, I guess I want to say inspiring or invigorating. Um, nice. but it, it is really, really good. So go ahead. Cool. Cool, cool. All right. Five minutes left to get through this list. Here we go. <laughs> so um, top of my honorable mentions list is uh, this book, which is a three volume set, God and Government by Gary DeMar. Highly, highly recommend it. We went through volumes one and two on the show last year. We might go through volume three at some point in the future, but it's just, it's a tremendous book because it goes through pretty much all the governments, right? It goes through civil, uh, family, church, and individual government, and what the Bible says about all of those. And <laughs> see how big this is? <laughs> the Bible says a lot about all of those governments. So uh, check this out. Um, next but that on is my all list, three books, right? That's all three books, yeah. So there's, there's a lot there. Um, next on my list is Mother Kirk by Douglas Wilson. And this is not a small book by any means. Um, we read about halfway through it on the show last year, and I think it took two months to get halfway through it. So, <laughs> But this is, in my mind, a handbook for church planting or for reforming your church or for examining your church and making sure that it's upholding scripture. Um, it's just a tremendous book. We highly recommend Mother Kirk, Essays on Church Life by Douglas Wilson. Uh, Tuck Everlasting. I don't have that with me, but Tuck Everlasting is a book. Uh, Natalie Babbitt wrote it. Tremendous book because it gives you, it's a secular book, but it gives you great, I think, a really good perspective into the unbeliever's view of mortality and just how terrified they are of it and their view of what immortality and would be immortality. like. Yes. And their view of immortality is um, kind of sad, really unfortunate, but it's a good story, nonetheless. Really good thought experiment to think through. And then uh, you can write some nice blog posts against it from a biblical worldview. That would be tremendous. Uh, Confessional County, I don't have it with me. Confessional County by Raymond Simmons. We read through that last year on the show. Tremendous book for restoring your county and your town, starting at a local level and then boiling up from there. It's brilliant at that. Uh, it's Good to Be a Man. That's a book by Michael Foster. 
and it's a handbook for godly masculinity. Um, really, really good book. Highly recommend it. Uh, I listened to the audiobook of this two or three times. Um, but it's also on Canon Press. You can get it there. Um, it is basically the antithesis of modernity's view on masculinity and the patriarchy. Um, so, highly recommend you check this out, especially if you are a man. That should be clear. <laughs> Good <laughs> gift for any men as well. Um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, of course, Jake already mentioned the whole series, but that's probably one of my top favorite books just because it, it demonstrates the gospel message so well um, and so vividly uh, in one book encapsulates all you of that. Actually, um, I'm sorry to uh, interject. I'm on a roll. Actually, <laughs> I, I would say... I would say you see a little bit more of it in uh, The Magician's Nephew because in The Magician's Nephew, you have uh, the main character coming into Aslan's world that he created and he brought this evil into his world. So then he has to go and he has to fix it because, because of what he did. And Aslan gives him mercy so that he can then go, go and fix it. So... Very neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no yeah i agree very cool um so also millstones and stumbling blocks by bradley heath is a really good one for um dispelling and fighting against standing against government indoctrination centers some people call them uh public schools they are government indoctrination camps that's exactly what they are uh when the man comes around is somewhere oh yeah here it is when the man comes around by douglas wilson great commentary on the book of revelation again deep theological stuff if you're looking for that kind of stuff that's here when the man comes around by douglas wilson uh the westmark trilogy is one of my favorite series it's a trilogy highly recommend it. it's fictional but historical fiction and it's fairly clean um but it also tells a really really good story so look into that highly recommend it. if you have questions about that further send us an email um, Angels in the Architecture, Jacob already mentioned, Restoring the Foundation of Civilization by Gary DeMar. It's, it's just an amazing book. Um, we read it last year on the show as well. So check that out, Restoring the Foundation of Civilization by Gary DeMar. And wrap up, because you got to have Bonson in any list of <laughs> books that are honorably mentioned. Always Ready by Dr. Greg Bonson. It is tremendous if you're looking for a book on presuppositional apologetics. We also read that last year on the show. We read a lot of books last year. So, all right, Jake, anything you want to add or should we wrap up? Yes. If you want us to do any of the books that we mentioned, either in our top five or honorable mentions as literature Wednesday books, let Ooh. us know, tell us which like ones that. we would gladly go over some of these books for our uh, literature Wednesday episodes. If you yep. would like to hear a more more so in-depth talk about them so and even yeah. so our literature wednesday episodes are not for us to just do deep theological books we have been doing them but we could also go over something like either the chronicles of narnia or uh some of the fictional books that Bruce brought up as well so there are still yep. those that we could go over for sure yeah good point all right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching or listening to us today. TRDshow.net is the show website. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We're looking forward to seeing you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. 
and we'll see you on Monday when we discuss yet again current events through a biblical perspective. See you then, and remember everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.